Welcome to The Dad Presents. Make sure you're following the show wherever you're listening. And wherever you are out in the world, spread that love and liberty. Let's go. Guys, today we honor a hero. Since the last time we spoke on the last show, we have learned that Dr. Truth Science himself, the infallible Tony Fauci, is retiring from the job. Tony, he's a hero. He's a legend. He brought us the COVID vaccines, which are safe and effective and stop you from catching and passing on the virus. He saved millions. He saved billions of lives by forcing athletes, babies, and healthy school children to take the perfectly, amazingly, wonderfully safe vaccine. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe he helped create COVID. Maybe. And yeah, he probably made a majillion dollars for himself and his pals at the pharmaceutical industry. And yeah, he worked tirelessly to silence and discredit doctors who saved thousands of lives if they didn't bow down and kiss his feet. But whatever, man, he's an American icon and a hero. And we don't even care that he forced AZT onto AIDS patients and killed them. Whoopsie, tiny little mistake. Let's just bow our heads right now in a moment of silence for Dr. Truth Science, Tony Fauci. Distinct anti-science flavor to this. So if they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people can recognize there's a person there, there's a face, there's a vice you can recognize, you see him on television. So it's easy to criticize, but they're really criticizing science because I represent science. Anyway, my good people, listeners of The Dad Presents, thank you so much for joining us. And I just spent an amazing weekend at the Gateway to Freedom Conference for Medical Freedom in St. Louis. It was amazing. I interviewed Dr. McCullough there. We're going to get to that interview in just a minute. It was put together by the brilliant and selfless Dr. Molly James, who we've had on the program before. Uh, you know, sometimes I have these doctors on and, and people, they're saying, you know, they're, they're hit me up on Twitter or they email me and they say things like, you know, that Dr. McCullough or, or that Dr. Malone or Dr. Corey, these doctors are just out there. They're just, just spreading nonsense to make money, bro. Shut up. What have you done for the cause? What have you done? These doctors, they're heroes. I mean, they're straight up simply heroes. There, there were hundreds of them at this conference, and every single one of them have had their reputations attacked by the corporate government-sponsored media. And in some cases, they've had their licenses taken away. We're going to be talking to some doctors coming up who have had their medical license taken away. Some of them have suffered intimidation tactics from the federal government. And why? Why did they lose their licenses? Why have they suffered intimidation tactics? Well, because they treated COVID patients and saved thousands of lives, thousands of lives treated and saved by not following the standard Fauci protocol. That's their great sin. They didn't follow the standard Fauci protocol. And what is the standard Fauci protocol? Well, get vaccinated. If you happen to get COVID, stay home until you get really sick and then go to the hospital. Or maybe take Paxlovid and give yourself rebound COVID like President Dementia did. These doctors have pioneered early treatment protocols and they've saved 
thousands of lives, thousands of people who may have gone to the hospital may have died. They saved them by bucking what Fauci was saying and doing their own thing and following logic and following actual real science, not Dr. True science. And look, man, if Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and the US government don't want them sharing their life-saving knowledge, I don't know. The only thing I conclude is that they don't care if you die. Dr. Molly James, she's not doing this for the money. She put this conference together on her own dime so that she can spread the word and save lives. Dr. Malone, Dr. Robert Malone, who you saw on Joe Rogan, he was probably on his way to winning a Nobel Peace Prize if he would have just shut the fuck up and gone with the flow. But that's not the kind of man he is. He's a man of integrity, and he wanted to spread the truth. Then you got Dr. Peter McCullough, who's on our show today. He's taking tons of heat. And yet, despite all the heat he's taken, he keeps talking. He keeps spreading the truth. He keeps working tirelessly, regardless of personal consequences, because he does care about you. And yeah, he does have a book for sale. And as far as I'm concerned, that book and the money he makes for that, that's reparations for the damages he's entailed to his personal practice. So, you know, help the man out, buy his book, thank him for fighting for you. Now, look, man. I don't have all the answers. I don't know what's true and what isn't. All I know is what I've been told by experts at the top of their field in the medical industry. I know the documents that I've seen with my own eyes. And I know that our government has lied to us time and again, and they continue to lie to us. Going forward after this conference and after getting this newfound energy What I've decided with this podcast is that we are going to continue a quest for truth. We're going to continue to explore different ideas, and we are going to continue to give a voice to those whom the mainstream will not. The flu season is coming back up. We're sure to have another COVID variant coming at us. They're definitely going to start pushing corporate vaccine and mask propaganda for the pharmaceutical industry yet again. And we may even get to a point where they want to lock us down to protect the environment. The dad presents is going to keep bringing you the alternative voices that the mainstream media will not. You guys are smart adults. You deserve to hear all points of view. You deserve to hear all the facts, all the different professional opinions, and then you make up your own mind. You know why? Because you're a grown ass adult and it's up to you to decide who you believe and whom you trust and what is fact and what is misinformation. All right. So you don't need CNN or Fox News telling you what to believe. And you definitely don't need lying ass Dr. True Science, Tony Fauci, and the corrupt politicians in Washington telling you what's true. They are verified, certified, blue check mark liars. And look, man, if we keep doing this, right? If we keep doing this and the dad presents, gets on new platforms and then gets canceled from those platforms yet again, as we've been canceled in the past for having doctors up. I don't care, man. We'll just put it up on another channel. We'll make another channel and we're, and we're continue doing what we're doing until I cancel that one, but we won't be silenced. You know, you know, guys, censorship daddies, go fuck yourselves. I do this. I do this show because I like talking to people. I like to learn. I like to ask questions. I like to seek truth. I don't do this to make money. I make a teensy weensy bit of money on this, but it's not going to make a difference in my life if they shut me down again and I got to start all over again. I'll start all over again because I'm doing this to help 
get truth out there. So I will do it again and again and again as many times as I have to. Now we're going to get into the interview, but first a word from our sponsors, expressvpn.com slash the dad. Look guys, the FBI and NSA, they're tracking you, man. If you're a parent and you use the word liberty or patriot in your bio on Twitter or whatever, or you talk about it on Facebook, guess what? They're spending money to track your web activity. Last year alone, 4 million Americans were tracked. That data recently came out. 4 million Americans were spied on by the FBI, and they're not going after the lefties. So protect yourself and protect your family with a VPN blocker from expressvpn.com slash the dad. There's just no reason to not do this at this point. You get three free months. If you don't like it by the fourth month, you cancel. Cancel by month four. You never pay for it. So try it out, expressvpn.com slash the dad. Protect yourself, protect your privacy, protect your family. Our second sponsor is zstacklife.com slash the dad. Guys, COVID's still here. Still here. People aren't dying from it, but you don't want to get it. I had it. It's no fun. Flu season's coming back around. Get your body right and ready and healthy. Exercise. Eat right and get all the vitamins you need for a strong immune system in one dose from Z-Stack Life, which was created by the great Dr. Zelenko, who is one of the first brave doctors to stand up and fight against the COVID regime. Go to ZStackLife.com slash dad, get 15% off, get your body right. Let's get back into the show. All right, you guys, let's go. Today, we are with a very special guest. We've got a special show today. This is the first Dad Presents on the Road, and we are with the legendary now, I think it's fair to say, Dr. Peter McCullough. Thank you so much for joining. Well, thanks for having me. These microphones are hot, and I tell you what, I don't know what, I just feel like I want to, I want to shout out through the world, through yeah. the microphone here. Go for it. That we're making progress. Right, right. I wanted to bring, you know, the lights, the stand, all that, but my wife didn't come with me, and I'm, I'm not sherping those bags across the country, so I've put it all into a little And you're a dad, but your kid's back to school probably. Today. First day, I'm missing the first day of school to talk to you. Worth it. Mm. Um, I'm at this conference. We're at the the Gateway to Freedom conference. It's a a conference about medical freedom. And in the first two days, I'm just absolutely blown away by some of the stories I've heard from doctors about the persecution they faced from our government. Like I grew up believing government is here to protect us. But that doesn't seem the case. They're like going after people like you. Have you faced any consequences of for telling the truth and sharing statistics that are not convenient to the story? For sure. And I'm, I was stunned. You know, it's in our book, Courage to Face COVID-19, where I lay out what happened in the first year of the pandemic. I worked tirelessly to you know, do research. That's what I do to treat patients as part of my, uh, my clinical practice to innovate and find ways of helping patients avoid hospitalization and death. And I did so with very effective methods It involved multiple drugs in combination. Other doctors did the same. We actually worked separately and then together uh, showing both internally and externally consistent results. And instead of being celebrated, instead of being assisted in generalizing this population, we were suppressed. There were acts of censorship and then reprisal yes. and personal damage. And this escalated. That's incredible. All, it escalated all the way through the loss of jobs, 
uh, threatening medical licenses for practicing community standard of care, the medical licensing boards went after doctors and didn't stop there. Uh, it basically went all the way to the board certification process and our boards in an unprecedented move, May 26, simultaneously sent out letters from almost all the major credentialing boards attacking leading doctors who have tried to help patients with the pandemic. It's criminal. I, I hope I hope there are lawsuits that come from all this. I mean, Dr. Molly James said she lost three jobs in a day. I talked to a doctor, Steve, can't remember his name, lost his license to practice for not following the guidelines. I mean, it's, it'd be one thing if you guys were killing patients, but it's quite the opposite. You're, you're, you're saving people that they can't save. So it's it like- was the, for, It was for the first time that medical boards, that state medical boards, insurance companies, credentialing committees, where they basically began to interfere with the practice of medicine, whether I choose one cholesterol drug or another, whether I choose one blood pressure drug or a combination, or I use a different array of antibiotics to treat a problem, that's within the scope of my practice. That's within the scope of my decision-making. Each person is different. But for the first time in medicine, we are told, no, in fact, you can't individualize. You can't do anything at all let patients suffer and then be hospitalized. And sadly, many didn't make it. And our governments and agencies were involved in our book. We call it the biopharmaceutical complex. What, 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 do you have a copy of the book I can show? No. Yeah, can go let's, let's, let's sell some books right now. I read the book. It's a fantastic book. Um, I it's would a fun read, right? It's a medical book, right? It's a fun read for a medical book. It's a, <laughs> let's go with that. It's not fiction. It's nonfiction. It's it's infuriating as much as it is as it is enjoyable and informative. Um, insurance. I had an insurance actuary on, and he told me that the deaths of what do they call it? Sudden adult death syndrome, which is basically grown adults dying for reasons they can't put their finger on which to me, there's only really one thing that's been going on that's new. He said since quarter of two of 2021 is at previously unseen numbers. Disturbing trends. Actually, all over the world, Germany was first to report now virtually every life insurance in the United States. Here at this symposium, a woman came up to me and said, my brother-in-law is a doctor. He took Moderna, the first shot, and within a matter of days, he died. Nobody reported it to VAERS. The family doesn't think it's related to the vaccine. She said, listen, he's perfectly healthy. This is the only other new thing that could have happened. I can tell you from a regulatory perspective, if a death occurs within 30 days of taking any new medicine or shot, it's due to that until proven otherwise. Okay, oh, that's the assumption? That's that, no, that is the regulatory assumption. Within 30 okay. days. It's, Except in this it, case. Let me just say death is well known in developed countries. The United States. It's standard. Every year, 40% of the deaths are due to known heart disease, 40% to known cancer, and 20% to other causes. And uh, with the advent of the COVID-19 vaccines, we now have, in some locales, the leading cause of death being unknown. It's actually, it's actually outpaced cancer or heart disease. In the province of Alberta, recently was announced that the leading cause of death is unknown. It's now being called sudden adult death syndrome. It's the vaccine until proven otherwise. 
there is prominent figure. You're saying that typically it would be considered the vaccine until proven otherwise based on it previous is. history. Listen, if there was, a new, if there was a new diet drug that came out or yeah. a new diabetes drug, wow. it's the drug until proven otherwise. I'm telling you as a doctor, and I've run data safety monitoring boards, I've testified for the FDA, I know drug safety inside out, backwards and forwards. It's due to the new product until proven otherwise. Now, someone takes a vaccine and a year and a half later they die and, and there is a vignette where they have an established illness. Okay, I'm not saying every death. Mm-hmm. There's motor vehicle accidents, uh, suicides. But what we're seeing is we're seeing vignettes now, yeah. which are oh, yeah. unexplainable. Exactly. Oh, yeah, so, so, so we're close to one here. Uh, Illinois, uh, Congressman Sean Caston. Uh, takes the vaccine, promoting the vaccine, says he's going to vaccinate his kids. His kids look healthy. They look fine. His 17-year-old daughter dies. And the eulogy says, well, we should, um, we should enjoy one another while we have time on earth. Think, I'm a doctor. 17-year-old children just don't die. There's always a vignette. The vignette is a long history of battle with cancer a long battle with congenital heart mm-hmm. disease or lung disease, yeah. uh, a drug overdose, a suicide. Healthy people don't motivated. just die. Yeah. 17-year-old kids do not just vaporize. There was a, a gentleman last night who I talked to. He lost his child to the vaccine. Perfectly healthy child. It's, and, and, and I heard you just an hour ago speak, and this is news to me, that there were 1,200 deaths reported to VAERS after the Pfizer release within 90 days. No, those deaths were reported to Pfizer. So Pfizer releases their products. Within 90 days, people start dying. 1,223 people start dying. They start calling Pfizer. Pfizer has to hire 600 employees just to man the phones as people are calling in. That's just the deaths. Can you imagine the non-fatal injuries? It was going on the Richter scale. And through court order, lead attorney Aaron Siri, co-counsel Elizabeth Brown, forced Pfizer to release the dossier, the lawyers for the FDA does they try to block it right. for 55 years. Yes. The FDA is trying to cover up a major mortality problem with the vaccines. I mean, that leads me to wonder why? Why would the FBI be trying to cover that up? Why is the FBI doing a lot of things they're doing? Why are they going after doctors? Are they is there just evil amongst us? Like what I know you don't know. But what do you what do you uh, think? Yeah, I'm just a doctor, I'm just reporting the news, but I, I can tell you. The agencies, and as we point out in our book, and this is what the book cover looks like, the agencies are working in a syndicate. It's called the biopharmaceutical complex. People say, who is the syndicate? I'd say at the top, it's the World Economic Forum. It's the Gates Foundation, uh, the formation of a new entity called CEPI, the Center for Epidemic Preparedness and Innovation. Welcome Trust, the um, uh, the Rockefeller Foundation, Chinese Communist Party. Eco Health Alliance, Gavi, US CDC, NIH, FDA. They're working together in a complex. And it's best articulated in the business plan by SEPI, which says there will be viral and infectious disease pandemics. There's going to be a series of them, and we will respond with a vaccine. This is a plan to mass vaccinate the world. It should be pretty clear. Every single country and jurisdiction out there said, listen, we've got to vaccinate the population. Wait a minute. We do? Why don't we just treat the illness? This idea that we have to, with no questions, with no exceptions, vaccinate the entire population down to age six months for an illness that largely affects the elderly and the 
people. Yeah. People know something is wrong. Something is wrong. Some people know. A lot of people just don't have the energy. They don't pay attention. They trust the government. They trust the doctor that they go see who trusts what the government tells them. So you, you say people are, I do believe people are starting to wake up. We're having conferences like this. And thanks to work of people like you, the word is getting out there. But I still think the majority of the population just has their head buried in the stand. At least where, where I'm at, California, I can barely get my friends out there to listen, let alone strangers, you know, like most people still are not getting this. Well, you know, when you see absurdity, that's a sign of the false narrative. And it's a sign of what's called mass formation. That means people who, who mentally aren't thinking correctly. I'll give you an example. I was just out in California. I went to a christening. We were in a church. And the minister, a woman, hands out masks. Now, she's not wearing a mask to begin with. We're not wearing masks. And she said, and she would not shake anyone's hands. She said, you're in, you're in your pod and I'm in my pod. I said, Okay. And we start to do the christening. She goes, well, when we stand up and sing, you're going to have to put the masks on. But when you sit down, you don't have to wear the masks on. So as if the virus emanates out when we sing and it doesn't. And interestingly, the masks appear to be to protect her. Mm -hmm. That's her interest. She's not shaking hands to protect her. But yet she doesn't wear a mask. So it's absurdity. So people using masks, hand sanitizers, social distancing, these are all been weaponized in some way where people are not thinking correctly. Yes. And, and one of the effective things that it seems to me as a person who neither likes nor hates Donald Trump, they weaponized all of this by putting anything that they didn't like attaching it to Trump in order to demonize it. And people hate that man with so much passion, they would buy into that because it's associated with Trump. But his navigation has been awful, right? So Trump, uh, let's just start out with him. Trump benefits from Sean Conley and Ronnie Jackson and early multi-drug treatment for COVID-19. He gets Cadillac treatment. He gets through COVID-19. Do you know what he got? Like He got monoclonal antibodies. Yeah. He got dexamotidine. He got nutraceuticals and supplements, steroids. He actually got a form of the McCullough protocol. So instead of Trump going out and telling, I want every American to be treated this way. I want every grandmother to be saved of COVID like I was. Trump evaporates on early treatment. What a colossal blunder. How could our president be so oblivious to the benefit he got? And he should have, it was on his watch. He should have had every senior treated the same way. I think no one, I don't think he'll ever be forgiven for that. And then on top of that, Trump goes in and supports the vaccines. The vaccines were pre-formulated before he was ever on the scenes. Uh, we knew within three days of the announcement of the pandemic, Moderna announces they have a vaccine. You don't develop a vaccine in three yeah, days. Yeah, that's the wildest thing. Yeah. Uh, Stefan Bainzel, the CEO of Moderna, who's a billionaire, was formerly this, the um, CEO of BioReview. That was the French company that built the Wuhan biosecurity yeah. annex. So the Moderna CEO was actually with the company that built the annex. He moves to Moderna in 2015. They start working on the vaccine. The vaccine was pre-fab. It was pre-made. It had yeah. nothing to do with Trump. You, Trump you told us to that the Trump. last time. And so um, Trump claiming that. that he has something to do with the vaccine, A, was fraudulent and incorrect. And then B, when the vaccines turned out to be bad, he missed his opportunity to say, wait sure. a minute, I, I'm not behind this. This is not looking too good. The, the vast majority of the damage that happened with the vaccines happened under Biden. 
Trump had a wonderful opportunity to say, listen, the vaccines are going bad. We need to pull out. America would have went right behind him and he would have been fine. Yeah. To this day, he has not come clean on the vaccines. Well, you know, he's an egomaniac. He wanted credit for what Americans he thought was going to be. Americans are dying on his watch. I don't yes. care how big of an ego he has. No, I he agree. He wouldn't last yeah. too long with me or anybody in my circles. Right. It's we just, need somebody on you, like you on that we task We need somebody force. way tougher than me. Yeah, and he said he was going to drain the swamp. That was a big thing. He didn't drain anything. He didn't do anything. He just hired all the same people. He, he talked a tough talk, but he didn't deliver. Exactly. Listen, I think many Americans like myself, we liked America under Trump. We just didn't like him or his leadership. Sure, sure. Um, back on the vaccines, when they came out, they said safe and effective was the first thing. They said that they would um, prevent you from catching it. Then they said, well, they might not prevent you from catching it, but they will uh, keep you from getting so sick. And what I don't know what they're saying now. Are they, is there a narrative they're still pushing out? You know, that's a great montage to show. You know, something's on the internet where it says the vaccine's 100% effective. You won't get it. They keep backing up, backing up, backing up. The vaccines essentially do nothing at this point. No, there's, there's, except there's, possibly hurt you. And, you know, there are papers, one by ADT, one by Wheatley in 2021, the, the title in the paper is immune imprinting, meaning that they're misdirecting the immune system against the wrong target. So people are actually getting sicker and getting sicker longer with the vaccines. Uh, the CDC's got a health warning out that if you're taking the vaccine and then you get COVID, you're treated. So what about all people. the numbers we heard like last summer that the majority of the, and this winter, that the majority of the people who were still getting COVID were unvaccinated. It was a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Was that just faulty data, lies, or? I think it came through a couple of things. One, the electronic medical record of almost every hospital, the default is unvaccinated. So unless a patient really made the case that they were vaccinated, unless they showed their vaccine card, the patient got into their record and changed that, the administrators were just doing quick data runs saying, oh, everyone's unvaccinated. Even though truly vaccinated people are in the hospital, that's the first part. Second part is, there was no adjudication. So if someone had an ankle sprain, they'd be counted as COVID versus respiratory illness. And the CDC was saying, test the unvaccinated, but don't test the vaccinated. So we had differential testing. We had non-adjudication of why they're there. The electronic medical records were uh, biased towards declaring everybody unvaccinated. And then we never had a randomized trial showing the vaccines reduced hospitalization. So I think it was just all just flawed literature. So anywhere where they actually really knew who got vaccinated, the hospitals were loaded with vaccinated people. That was in the UK, Canada, Scotland. And we just basically had fraudulent talking point. We, and we've mentioned this before, our government's committed fraud. And when these, you know when fraud is coming out because the talking point is released the same day. Do you know when they said crisis of the unvaccinated? There was a montage of, of they must have had yeah. 20 government officials the same day say same it's a crisis phrase. of the unvaccinated, including Ron DeSantis said. Yeah. So um, it's obvious. The talking point was issued. Do you know later on, September of 2021, there was a talking point issued on the same day that ivermectin is only a horse paste, a horse demon. And again, 20 officials said that all at once. So I think the government is issuing propaganda. Well, there's no doubt. And we, we know government has reached out now to Twitter. They got, they got Alex Berenson banned. They asked Twitter to ban Alex Berenson. Alex Berenson won a suit with Twitter and Twitter had to put out the papers from the government. So he's suing the government now. So we know government is involved in, in messaging. I'm sure they're doing it with the networks. And I don't know, have you been banned? 
Well, I, I was voted one of the most censored people in America. I spoke as the lead speaker at, you know, uncanceled, uncensored meeting in Las Vegas. Um, virtually any time my face is even shown for a microsecond on YouTube, it's vaporized. Uh, and I can tell you, uh, it's because I bring the truth. And I'm right over the target in terms of the truth. And I'm heavily censored. I'm suing Twitter. The case does have standing right now. Um, we now know through American First Legal, through another case and through disclosure, Twitter was regularly meeting with the CDC and colluding with the CDC on crafting a false narrative for America to swallow. And they did it by censoring people who had a different view and promoting views that were basically aligned with the false narrative. The false narrative was there's no treatment for COVID. So stay in lockdown, stay in fear suffering, hospitalization, and death. And then the only answer is a vaccine and take the vaccine every six months forever with no questions asked. And, and, and that is the false narrative. Yeah. Well, that's unethical, but it's also illegal. It's illegal for government to censor speech in that way. Like that, the, the freedom of speech is what makes us America, really. And once that's gone, we're in big trouble. I heard another interesting thing I wanted to ask you about regarding testosterone that people with high levels of testosterone are at more risk with, with COVID. I had not heard that before. So, you know, handsome, strong men like ourselves, are we in more trouble than, than regular, than women and children because of testosterone? Interesting topic. I've never been asked that before, but it's true. Men have worse outcomes than women. Bigger men have worse outcomes than smaller men. And we know that there's a key interaction between androgen or male hormones and what's called the ACE2 receptor. That's the viral entry point into the body. In fact, the Brazilians had innovated with anti-androgen therapy as acute therapy in patients with COVID-19, both men and women. And so for that reason, androgens play a key role. Interestingly, uh, with heart damage due to the spike protein from the vaccines, which also use the ACE2 receptor, 90% of the heart damage for young boys and men. So there's a unique relationship. That explains all those athletes dropping, you know, right. see these montages of right. athletes just running on the soccer field, fall down, dropping dead. dead. Um, and that's the same, the spike protein from COVID is the same one coming from the vaccine. the vaccine that your body's producing. And we're learning that that spike protein causes heart inflammation, myocardial. Right. And, but, but think about it. when you get COVID-19, respiratory, respiratory illness, your body's fighting up, fighting up, fighting up, keeping exposure low. When you take a vaccine, you get the genetic code for the spike protein installed with no defenses whatsoever. And you have unbridled, unchecked body just keeps production of spike protein, which ravages the body. Okay, so two questions, because that's, that's really scary. That concerns me for family and friends I know who've taken the vaccine. You, you're, you're injecting this, this um, mRNA technology that has your body producing this thing that is bad for you. It makes your, your heart inflamed. Does that get better over time, the heart inflammation, if it doesn't kill you? And, and with this, this RNA, like how it's changing your DNA, what are the consequences 20 years down the road? Are there Okay, so last two unpacked there. What we know from the heart damage, a paper by Bohmeyer and colleagues clearly shows the spike proteins in the heart. Uh, there's no doubt about it. The spike protein is damaging the heart. We know two papers from Jenna Schauer in pediatrics uh, have shown the heart damage does not resolve quickly. And it's large. Anything more than 15% late gadolinium enhancement or 15% inflammation or scar in the heart is big. It's big enough to cause sudden death. Jenna Shower is reporting in these kids way more than 15%. It's not resolving. 
in my clinical practice now, I have some young people, I have men and women with heart damage ongoing by MRI more than a year later. Other cases which seem to, seem to extinguish quickly. I get on it. I use a combination of drugs to try to extinguish it. But the concern is, in a recent paper by Mangumi and, and colleagues from, um, uh, from uh, Bangkok, Thailand, did the first prospective cohort study where they took kids age 13 to 18. And at baseline, they measured EKG, troponin, cardiac echo, and then in suspected cases did cardiac MRI. And they used the best technology. They used the same uh, equipment we used in the United States. They found 29% of the kids had some cardiac symptoms. I was stunned because the 29%. 29%. So most some of those are asymptomatic. Then, right, right. But, but 29 had something and 2.5% roughly had bona fide heart damage. And you know what? About half the kids didn't even know they had it. Yeah. So here's the point. Uh, two kids were hospitalized, by the way. Subclinical myocarditis is real. That means our kids are taking these vaccines. Some of them don't feel it and they're getting heart damage. And can you imagine? You get heart damage. Can't feel it out on the soccer field this fall. You know, we know athletic activities and a surge of adrenaline is the trigger for cardiac death when myocarditis. So you can have this, this cardiac damage, not know it, not, not be asymptomatic, but your heart will not be functioning right and you work too hard and just collapse. That's, okay. that's exactly. happening to athletes. That could happen to kids. Yes, that's exactly Because right. of a vaccine for a disease that killed pretty much no kids. And, and the CDC said the vast majority of kids have already had it. So it's too late for a vaccine. Remember the vaccines, the only way the vaccines could ever work is to give a vaccine to somebody who hasn't had the illness. We don't keep giving the vaccine over and over again if you keep having it. Again, when we see absurdity, it's a false narrative. There are people who've had COVID one, two, or three times. They keep taking vaccines one, two, three, four times. You don't just keep taking vaccines for an illness you keep having. Well, if you take it four times, it's not a vaccine. If you need to take something this four is just This is just genetic loading of yeah. this. So on portion. the genetics, the, the second part of that oh, question, yeah. what, what, wow. can we expect new things to keep cropping up because this, we're oh, talking about RNA right. DNA? Well, a couple couple things. A paper by Rulkin and colleagues, Stanford, showed the RNA is stuck in lymph nodes for months. And that's as long as they've looked. That's not good. The spike protein uh, is in the body for over a year. And then we had the bombshell report from Alden and colleagues demonstrating Pfizer reverse transcribes and actually permanently alters the human genome in a couple hours. That's alters it. the human genome. genome. That means actually you take There's, Pfizer, you take Pfizer, listen to this, it's potentially in your body for life. And now the body makes its own spike protein against itself. You know, but human body is not supposed to make the Wuhan spike protein. You don't want that gift for life. No, I, here's the irony here. It's coming from a guy in Southern California where people live a healthy lifestyle. We have friends, we know a lot of people we know will not eat like GMO modified corn because it's GMO modified They modify the genetics, but they're injecting themselves and their children to modify their own DNA. People have lost their minds. I mean, the example is a pregnant woman. Pregnant women won't even have green tea no alcohol, won't even have soft cheese, but they'll line up to get a brand new investigational genetic injection without any critical thinking, without no. any, I mean, you can tell people have lost their minds over these vaccines. They, they literally have lost their mind. Yes, yes. I had on Dr. Mateus Desmond and he talked about exactly that mass formation and 
And I'm just glad there's people have lost their minds. Most people from the get go were fooled. Luckily, there's a few brave doctors like you and Dr. Malone and all these people here who are brave enough and smart enough to go against the grain, spread the word, and people are catching on. I just hope we get people have to both catch on and they have to then be brave to like go against the narrative or we're screwed. I know you got to get to Fox News. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate what you're doing. Tell, tell them the book again one more time. Oh, Hold the it up. book is Great book, guys. Courage to Face COVID-19. Pick it up. It's on Amazon. It's a quick read. Myself and best-selling author, John Lake. John is um, you know, a full-time author. It's the only book in COVID that's actually written by a pro. And you can read in about two and a half hours. It's not a medical book. It's actually a story. It's, it, it is a narrative, nonfiction story. It's a story about myself. Uh, how I came into the discovery of how to treat COVID-19 instead of being celebrated and insisted, how I was suppressed, I was censored, ultimately I was professionally injured. Uh, what happened? How did I get involved with Joe Rogan and set all the records? How did I you know, go on Tucker Carlson, U.S. Senate? How, when did Peter Navarro come in? How, how did this whole story unfold? You got to have it. It's got over 300 references. I recently went out and Steve Bannon, who really impressed me. Steve Bannon said, thank God for the books. He goes, the books are going to save us because the books can't be censored. He said, everything in electronic media is going to be censored. In oh, you mean, thank God we have the hard copy books. Yeah, because yeah, I was hard just about to say. Yeah. Everything electronically is going to be censored and whitewashed. He goes, thank goodness for um, the documentaries, the books, and also the independent media like you. The independent media is America's and the world's only hope. You know, I've been on podcasts. I went on a podcast with a high school kid in Germany. And I asked him, how many people listen to podcasts? And he told me, 10 kids. <laughs> I went on with him and I went on with Joe Rogan. Yes. And with all the hullabaloo over my interview with Joe Rogan, we set all the records. We probably reached 160 million people. In that. And wow. The biggest thing I've done, I've done it four times now. I went on Daystar. Daystar is the largest Christian broadcasting network, paid network in the world. 200 million paid subscribers, multiple people watch it. The estimates are per show, 600 million views, and they run reruns. I wow. probably hit 1.7 billion like people. Of the world. Yeah, I probably hit close to a third of the world four times over. Wow. That reach, and I tell you, I just go in, I review the data like I did today. I call it like I see it. I've been tough on Trump. I'm tougher on Biden. I'm happy to talk to Good. you. Good. Don't choose a side. I'll, I'll listen, Just keep I'll, speaking I'll, truth. I'll, listen, I'll be, I'm very tough on Lloyd Austin. I'll be tough on all these guys. You know why? Because they work for us. They don't work for them. I want my employee to answer my questions and to get in front of me. Yeah. And they, they all, they work for us. They're supposed and, to. And people have forgotten that relationship. They really have. And they have a lot to answer for. All of them do. I'll give a pass on a couple of people. I think about American heroes. Ron Johnson's been one of them. Yes. Senator Bob Hall in Texas. Senator Wendy Rogers in uh, Arizona. Mark Stephan in Kansas. Um, Scott Jensen, uh, former senator running for governor of Minnesota. Uh, there is a cadre of honest people out there. Out of 450 people on Capitol Hill, we basically have about 16 congressmen or senators that are willing to sign a letter asking the FDA to at least investigate safety. Do you know the rest of the senators and congressmen don't even have the courage to do that? That's the reason why the book is so important. It's about courage yes, to face COVID-19. That's the key word, courage. you got to have courage to, to make a difference when you're taking on a behemoth like 
the government. So That's right. Thank, thank you again you for so what you do. Much. Appreciate Great your time. Interview. Thank you. Take care.